Hello everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Happy New Year if you're game because I know it's been a week but nothing's changed really, right? Uh, I'm not game. Okay, not an ideal way to start a new podcast for the new year but like I don't think anybody cares anymore. Anybody, nobody actually cares about anything ever. Okay, so <laughs> the thing is it's not a big deal right now really because I think if last year told you anything it's like don't be excited about anything ever i think i don't know <laughs> just so much pessimism right no no let's let's get to the better part because i had a most beautiful vacation just ideal really because we went to this really cool place for about 10 days and then read to my heart's ball with two cats on my lap and that's like my ideal thing okay that's where i want to be in life and that's what I want to be doing in life so I did it and that was my vacation and I am so I'm so refreshed I think yeah I read Murakami which I smartly chose because I wanted to see the whole mystic winter vibe and I love him even more I don't think I've ever actually followed a writer so much because I am obsessed okay I have I'm trying to collect more and more Murakami books right now so I read Dance, Dance, Dance and after I read, I, I Google things only once I finished the book, okay? And that's not ideal because I realised it's like a part of geology only after I was done with it, okay? So that's not ideal, but I enjoyed it anyways. I mean, you know, it's, it's that kind of book where you miss the other part, but it's still okay because it made sense to me. And like all his stories, you know, I like how it makes me feel because there is nothing very different or all these books kind of have the same genre and because there are they all follow a similar prototype and a similar protagonist really a cat amazing music and surrealism so that's that's his books in three words i guess but i will still read more of it and and then i read the kite runner see <clears throat> i usually keep away from books that are heavy on emotions because reading is like my escape and i don't want to I don't want it to stress me, alright? So I know it's not ideal way, it's not a good uh, justification or rationalization, but the thing is, I have to protect myself. So I kind of think I will read these books when I'm mentally stronger. But this one I read because all my life I've been taunted by other readers because they're like, how is it possible that a person has not read The Kite Runner? And I just read it. That's why I picked it up and that's why I read it. I enjoyed it and I was warned that I will cry. Which is why I kind of kept, you know, I, I tried not to get t- attached. So I'm still going with Murakami. I will definitely choose Murakami. The thing is why Murakami is like stimulating, works on your brain. This one works on your heart. I'm going to choose the brain one because I really don't want to get involved with emotions at this moment. And so I felt so relaxed when I came back. But I noticed that I'm actually having car sickness. I think it's because since I've not really had a long drive in a long time. But anyway, the next deal after New Year is the New Year resolutions, right? Which I'm always reluctant to be a part of actually because, because, and because I recently read an article which was a brilliant one which basically listed out why people fail to live up to their New Year resolutions. And one of the suggestions it put up was that because of this idea that we're not enough or because of this idea that made us being feel unsatisfied with who we are right now you know and that made so much sense 
Also, there is this idea that we are always insufficient, right? It's like chasing us all the time. One minute you get to sit and then this thought comes and hits you that I need to do more or I need to do more, I need more. Uh, it's like nothing is ever enough until you're like fed sand by someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that disturbs me because of this illusion of this ideal self that we're chasing. That makes us unsatisfied with this current self and I don't like it. I'm actually kind of happy with who I am and what I am. I don't know, but the way people are programmed, I guess, at the moment, it's just like to feel this air of constant inadequacy, which steals them from their self-love, okay? So, which is why new resolutions won't actually work on a long-term basis. I think at least that's true. So, but I thought, you know what? Insight is important. So you can always sit back and identify, all right? But you don't have to implement the change, like, because for me, one of my biggest identification was that I used my phone for a long time right and I tried different methods but nothing seemed to work but this year it has actually reduced because I kind of didn't force it I let the natural way take its place and don't ask me what is that because I really don't know but the results are clear okay I didn't have a checklist this time which read so and so which is why I think I already have so far this week I have been actually a really good girl okay and I like it and I think that is the more important thing than actually forcing it on yourself I don't know if it makes sense but that's me that's what works for me I don't know how it works for everybody else I think realization is is important than impact I don't know I don't know that doesn't make sense so that's about new year and that's that but I've got something else to talk to you about because I'm gonna let you know about my today okay it was super creepy now we have our online classes and it's weird okay because uh, our class is reopened on 4th and because i have to wake up at eight o'clock to see if i have a class that day or not and then it's weird because if i see i do have a class at like 10 then i keep an alarm for two minutes two hours right <laughs> that's minutes to us i've been actually talking to a lot talking a lot to a 10 year old this occasion okay and then she kept saying I, we played for like two minutes and then I got I, I understood that she meant us and see right now I just don't just like a two year <laughs> okay so yeah coming back uh, I came in a lot for two years so oh fucking hell did I say two years okay I like it this is crazy <laughs> two hours and the but what happens is I'm constantly under the anxiety that I'm missing it because I've missed classes even though I had an alarm some time before. So from 8, it's broken sleep. I wake up, check time, and then go back to sleep. Wake up, check time, and go back to sleep. It happens about like 10 to 15 minutes or around, okay? And let me tell you, it's not fun. Obviously, it doesn't sound fun, right? So it makes me very angry when I wake up in the morning, and that's not okay because one thing in my life I need is to wake up happy. Happy. Okay, <laughs> but what happened today is so strange. So, in one of my wake up check phone sessions, after learning that I had only class at 8, at 10, okay, so I for 10, 8, and then I realized I have class at 10, I get trapped in a dream. Kind of dream where you know it's a dream and can't even see yourself, but you can't wake up in the name of God. And then I see someone is strangling me or something I can't see what is it but I can just feel it there it's violent and I need to get up to get away 
and the weirdest thing happens. I can't freaking open my fucking eyes. Alright? <laughs> so I can't open my eyes and now I'm sitting up and wildly trying to open my eyes with someone standing on me and strangling me already so I'm choking. But my eyes just they don't just open, okay? Cool, very cool stuff. So I tried to poke them open with my hands, obviously, so it's called glowing, so I'm glowing on my eyes really. And only the right eye somewhat seems to cooperate, okay? The left eye is sealed shut. It's like someone's put a cement something on it, okay? So it's not like opening. <laughs> and um, my right, right eye, I can open it a bit, but what I see is kind of foggy. And then I feel this amazing, strong presence, and I just feel it running away from the door. I can't see what it is because it's foggy, but I can just feel something going out through the door and then I wake up and then I can open my eyes okay yeah so that just happened <laughs> that's how I remember the experience it was so real and so frightening but I'm sorry I'm having really like a dry life and I was kind of running <laughs> mm, but I just felt so bad and weird I changed my sheets and stuff and when I told my parents about it they said I have to pray and mind you, I had this dream after I woke up to pray and then I slept. We have early morning prayers, I did my prayers and then I prayed and then I slept and then I woke up to see this. So, <laughs> that's that. And I also remember a long time back, I think it was like five or six, okay? I know it was really small at the time, but I just remember this dream was really freaky. I see this dream where we're getting robbed in my old home. Which I used to leave until I was like five or four, which is why I remember I was five. I tried to yell, but the voice wouldn't come, right? And I think this is much more common than the other one. It freaked me out for life, okay? Because if we're getting robbed, that state of freaking panic and anxiety, and I cannot scream, and I, my voice doesn't come out. It's like I'm yelling with all my strength in that state of panic, and then my body betrays. So that's kind of something what I felt like today. This intrigued me and fascinated me. So I went to the endless library of Google University. <laughs> yes, I found it. What I had today was called sleep paralysis. Interesting. I've never heard of it before, even though I'm studying psychology. I think psychology has so many interesting branches. And you know, as you just dive into it, you just have to stay there for a really long time because it's fucking fascinating. And even lucid dream, lucid nightmare, really. Because of what lucid dreaming is basically is the insight that you're simply dreaming. Okay, so you're aware that you're dreaming and even could watch yourself from a side sleeping up. So I can see myself sleeping up even. And I know this is just a dream and I have to wake up, but I can't. Okay, so that's lucid dreaming. So you have to check up on lucid dreaming because that's even more fascinating because people kind of train themselves to be lucid dreamers. That's like a thing, lucid dreamers. And then they go learn real life skills such as or they try they try to do flying and even practice martial arts and stuff okay so that's like a very really really weird thing that i need to talk about that to somebody before i can really tell you what it is so i checked it on sleep paralysis which is an incredibly interesting concept basically sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move okay it occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep makes sense because i was kind of alert but i was in my sleep 
Doing these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds after a few minutes, and some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. Really? Yeah, right. Sleep paralysis may include hallucinations, such as supernatural creatures suffocating or terrifying the individual, accompanied by the feeling of pressure on one's chest and difficulty in breathing. Another example of hallucination involves a menacing shadowy figure entering one's room or lurking outside one's window while the subject is fucking paralyzed. See, I was not making that up, okay? This is like a real thing that you feel someone's on your chest and just feel so heavy, but you just can't really make out what is that. And because I'm not really thinking that's like a demon thingy, I think I don't know what it is, okay? I really don't know. Sleep paralysis is equally experienced in both males and females, okay, cool. And it approximately about 8% of the general population. And look at this 28% of students do they not belong in the general population? I don't know. And 32% of psychiatric patients experience at least one episode of sleep paralysis at some point in their lives. Interesting. Very interesting and very fascinating. So, as I was reading it on it, you know, I thought very interesting folklores about sleep paralysis. Really? Yeah. So, people make up stories. So, and this is where they come from, the concept. Okay, there is a very, there are no really one scientific evidence why this happens to people, but there are certain theories, okay, which kind of makes sense that is that transition is between wakefulness and sleep, but there is no one reason why this happens and what is that choking feeling and that presents everybody experience sleep paralysis says that they feel this presence and what is that that is not explained in any of the theories that i looked up and i looked up on it quite a bit but i'm going to tell you about folklore that i found really really interesting about this one the night hag <laughs> is a generic term uh, for folkloric creatures found cultures around the world and just used to explain the phenomenon of sleep paralysis a common description is that a person feels the presence of a supernatural malevolent being which embolizes the person as if standing on the chest. This phenomenon goes by many names. Okay. And they tell me about what happens in you know different countries. In Egypt, sleep paralysis is conceptualized as a terrifying jinn attack. The jinn may even kill its victims. In Cambodia, sleep paralysis among Cambodians is known as the ghost pushes you down and entails the belief in dangerous visitations from diseased relatives. In Italy, for example, sleep paralysis refers to as a panda fesce, um, an attack. Okay, I don't, I'm very sure that's not a very present pronunciation. It refers to an evil witch, sometimes a ghost-like spirit, or a terrifying cat-like creature. These are not facts, these are folklores, people made this up, these are concepts believed in certain countries. In United States, sleep paralysis is sometimes interpreted as a space alien abduction in the United States. And I also read that this is how people came up with the concepts of alien attack, because some people, so I read about in Quora and many other places where people said they have this real-life experience, and they all had very different experiences where some people said that someone was watching from outside the window some people saw a metallic metallic dancing alien okay that was like a really cool one i wish i'd seen a metallic dancing alien next time i'm gonna do it <laughs> and and that's how people came up with these ideas of you know aliens and stuff because no one's really seen an alien and are aliens real nobody knows right 
this is you know this is how these concepts have come up which is very interesting origin and that's about countries and their beliefs and there is also this 2015 documentary the nightmare that discusses the cause of sleep paralysis as seen for extensive interviews with participants and experience are reenacted by professional actors you know watch if you fancy this idea of sleep paralysis uh it's on that vegan binge list already not watched it but also, as we are on this topic, there is also one very detailing, which was very interesting in my dream. If the inability to open my eyes, right? That's not a common part of sleep paralysis in general. So what did that mean? One of the most interesting explanations I found from experts is that uh, an inability to move while dreaming is a sign of two opposing actions or ideas raging inside V. This paralysis is in fact symbolizing your indecision about a major aspect of your life. I was considering dropping out, you know, it's not it's not really a concentration, but I think, I don't know really if I have uh, any of this kind of, you know, big major life decisions where I'm being indecisive because I just felt I was not interested as such, you know, as I was before. And even though I've decided to continue, I think that's like me going against my intuitions, right? Just sticking up with what everybody's doing, just confirming to society because everyone's gonna call me a dropout if I did. It's like an, I have a choice, but if I go for the choice, I'm gonna be doomed. <laughs> and there's also this another very interesting idea or uh, information that I found online where this, I don't know who she is, she must be a professional. So she said, is there anything you've been turning a blind eye to lately? Something you're afraid to know or face because you are afraid of having a rude awakening? Are people telling you things you don't want to hear? If so, that's why you hear what's going on around but couldn't do anything. This is for people who, who said they could hear voices around but couldn't open their eyes, okay? So there's this lady who said she her ex wants to get back with her but she is... Seriously, even though she misses him and she kind of wishes he did, she's not loving it and everybody around her is warning her against him. Okay, so it's like a major, major life decision where she has to, you know, she feels something else but she has to act on something different and that is why this idea of not being able to work on it or being able to open your eyes, okay, so it's like in a symbolic way, this is what this dream is telling you and I always believe dreams, okay. For me, but you know, the second one didn't ring much true. I think the first one makes more sense to me. Uh, I, I thought actually, I think sharing it would help someone else, you know, under a different scenario and something. So basically, dreams have fascinated people forever, and because I always have these vivid dreams and very detailed dreams, okay, and I actually have invested in understanding their meaning and application or applying it according to what my intuition makes me feel. I'm always game for dream and what it means, okay? And they're just very exciting to me. So that's about this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Do write me your experiences. If you could relate to something I talked about here. It's just very fascinating. That's why I thought I could make an episode on it. And I will tell everybody about it. <laughs> you can write to me on my Instagram or on my email, morehadapodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.